0: San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225 2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com.
1: It is the blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 at 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinigle on Jason Linux. We know a lot of people are working from home today because of the ice, and apparently it's that way in Houston, too. Just got an email that the Rice-UTSA basketball game tonight has been postponed because of weather. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle joining us now, and I guess it ain't any better down in Houston than it is here, John.
2: Nope, it's raining. It's getting down to freezing. Most people are not getting out if they don't have to. They warned us on the weather report: stay in.
0: Stay in. Okay, well, that's that's good advice. We're actually getting a little sunshine here, John, so I'm happy about that. It's been kind of nasty for the last couple
1: of days. Yeah, 25 and sunny. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so it's it's still very cold, but uh, we're getting a little sunshine, so I'm happy about that. John, i got to ask you about this whole Brian Flores thing because uh, we're hearing that he is still a finalist for the Texans' job. How in the world are the Texans going to handle this? It it seems to me that they're in a no-win situation with this guy right now.
2: Well, Brian Flores isn't going to get this job, the job's going to Josh McCown. I think I told you all that last week. And um, I think they announced last week that the three finalists, the guys that interviewed twice, were Flores and Eagles defense coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, and Josh McCown. The other three, uh Kevin O'Connell and Rams coordinator, Joe Lombardi, Chargers offensive coordinator, and then Hines Ward, the Hall of Fame receiver, who was receivers coach at, florida atlantic they did not get second interviews and uh and so no matter what they do when they do it but they hired josh mccown who has no experience beyond high school coaching in north carolina and in rusk last season he coached at Rust high school rusk high school which is close to his hometown in jacksonville and he coached wide receivers because his two sons were the Starting him back up quarterbacks, and I read a story in the Tyler Telegraph. He says most funny they ever had in football, and now he's ready to come back. Texans interviewed him last year and said three interviews in 12 months. Nick Casario makes the final decision. He recommends the McCown to the McNair family, and they always sign off on what the general manager wants. And Jack Easterby, their executive VP of football ops. He's been friends with McCown for a while, and I understand they bonded through the fellowship of Christian athletes, and people here are giving them a hard time about getting players who are Christians. And I said, well, you would have had a hard time with some of the Oilers who led the FCA meetings every Friday, especially starting with Bruce Matthews and Mike Munchak. I guess you would have cut them because they were Christians.
1: You know, it's so interesting, John. This this coaching search and everything going on with the Texans, and then you add in Brian Flores and his lawsuit. What do you make of the the two parts of the lawsuit? Uh, obviously, the text messaging and uh, with with Bill Belichick uh, text, texting the wrong Brian, but then also the incentivizing of tanking games. Let's start with the first part of of what led to the lawsuit.
2: Well, first of all, uh, Brian Flores, I would have waited until all the jobs were fulfilled before I before I filed the lawsuit because he'll never work in the NFL again. His next job, I think, will be at a major college program, and I'll be surprised if a lot of younger uh, coaches uh, want to be included in that lawsuit because they don't want to be ruled out. Truth is, you're going to be blackballed. They'll never admit that, but if you follow that lawsuit just like uh if hearst corporation owns the chronicle if i sued the hearst corporation and i wanted the chronicle to hire me uh nope no they're not going to do it and uh so another thing the giants put out a statement today that was very interesting because brian Flores claims in his lawsuit that bill belichick sent that text to him about and had the wrong brian and said he thinks dayball's getting the job well as the Giants pointed out, Belichick sent that tape before they'd had their in-person interview with Brian Dayball. All they'd had is like 20, 30-minute Zoom call. And there's no way they are hired a head coach on a 20, 30-minute Zoom call. And he had that interview on the Zoom call with uh, the owner, John Mara before they'd hired the GM Joe Shane, who worked with Dayball at Buffalo. So there's some discrepancies there. And, of course, the, the Broncos – Saying that they were hungover and had obviously been drinking, you know, they could John Elway and Joe Ellis could sue him if they wanted to. They're not going to. And they said if we if I Elway said if fire appeared the shovels because I had to fly all night to do the interview at a time Flores set up a window in which Flores was available, and uh, and then the thing that is the the worst is uh, the thing about um, Stephen Ross telling the tank games. Giving him one hundred thousand dollars each, 2019 two thousand nineteen and winter of two thousand twenty, won him to a, to me with a quarterback who was under contract illegally, and uh, but if if he doesn't have proof, if he doesn't have voicemails, text messages, or emails, it's his it's his word against the owner, and the and the league always sides with the owners. If you've got proof, then they'll go after the owner, and they could find him. They could suspend him. They could fine him. Draft choices, money, money's no big deal to, to any of these owners, of course. It's embarrassing. But you take away draft choices, that's where it hits them, where it hurts. So this is going to be an issue for a long time. You, you know, Hugh Jackson, the head of his uh, foundation, said she has evidence that three people took money to tank games. Well, two of one is the current general manager, and one is the former general manager, and those are serious accusations. And uh, so this is going to be around for a while. And uh, I just think Brian Flores has said in every interview he knows this could kill his career, and I'm I'm just surprised he didn't wait till it was over. I guess he's got a pretty good idea he wasn't going to get a job. The last two that he interviewed that are open are the Texans and the Saints, and the Saints are expected to hire uh, Dennis Allen, their defensive coordinator. Then there's a report today from the Tampa Times that Byron left, which the offensive coordinators pulled out of the running in Jacksonville. So if that's the case, there may be nine hires and no minorities, leaving three minority coaches in the NFL, Mike Tomlin, Robert Sala, and Ron Rivera.
0: So, John, when you look at this, and you've been, you've been doing this a long time, is there a big problem in the NFL in your mind when it comes to this? Is it a good old boys network, or is it just that these guys know who they want And that's who they want to hire.
2: A lot of times they don't have a clue they want. Look at the Giants. They fired their head coaches after two years, the last three head coaches. Could they do any worse if they'd hired minorities? Texans just fired David Culley after one season. You know, could they do any worse at hiring another coach? Now they're going to hire a guy who not only doesn't have experience as a coordinator or as a head coach who doesn't have any experience beyond the high school level. You know, he played 18 years, 17 in the NFL. So there's no tried and true formula for success. All of them are just as likely to screw it up as they are to get it right, no matter who they hire. Warren Moon told me a story I did with Warren in the late 80s. He came here in 84. He's one of the few black quarterbacks. And we did a story, and he said, until the NFL gets black ownership, you're never going to have – represent enough representation at the upper levels of management and coaching and quarterback until you get black ownership now he was wrong about the quarterbacks but when it comes to the owners they need to get more uh owners who are african americans and today you can have up to 25 partners but the primary owner has to come up with 30 percent of the sale price now if denver is going to go for four billion I don't know what thirty percent of four billion is, but that's a lot to have to come up with. And but there are some groups out there uh, who are African American who have been interested in NFL teams, and they're minor partners. So the Texans have had minor partners who are African American, but that's not what they want. They want an African American owner who is the decision maker, and uh, and if they get one, that will help have more front office executives, and coaches.
1: John McClain of the Houston Chronicle joining us here on the Blitz, as he does every Thursday. John, two other stories uh, that that I want to get to. One of the Super Bowl, the other, the Washington name change. Let's start with the easy one first. Your your first reaction when you saw it was officially going to be the commanders.
2: Well, as I said this before, when you guys had the commanders, they should – hire former San Antonio high school star and Baylor star and Oilers quarterback Cody Carlson because his nickname is the commander when he played for the Oilers. So you should have the commander in the front office of the commanders. And then I thought, well, every team has a nickname that's shorter. And so I'm thinking, okay, what do you going to call them? The commies? The comms? (laughs) Everybody doesn't (laughs) want to say commanders all the time. It's almost like football team was better, certainly unique. And in my house, where my wife grew up there, as a diehard Washington Redskins fan, going back to George Allen, she hates any nickname other than Redskin, and they never would have gotten it right in her mind. <laughs>
0: I love that. I was a big Cody Carlson fan, by the way, so I'm happy that you brought that up. Let's talk about the Super Bowl, and it's unfortunate, John, because we're talking about all these other things other than the Super Bowl, right? You've got the Rams and the Bengals going in. There's a lot of good storylines there that are kind of being ignored. Uh, Is this Brian Flores thing something you can see lasting through next week, taking away from the glitz and glamour of the Super Bowl?
2: Absolutely, and uh, everybody's doing it. He's making a media blitz, news shows, NPR, morning shows, and he is he is taking it to the public. And you guys didn't even mention that quarterback that retired this week. He got a little attention, too. Next week, <laughs> they're gonna, that's going to dominate. What do you think about Tom Brady retiring? Roger Goodell will get that his annual State of the Union address. And I feel bad for the Rams and Bengals and I think the Rams are going to win, but I'd love to see the Bengals win, too. And the reason is I covered their two Super Bowl losses to the 49ers, and I still feel bad for them. 1988, when they had them beaten, Joe Montana took them down the field through the winning touchdown pass to John Taylor to break them. Hardson, every Bengals fan, and now they're back for the first time since 88.
1: John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. You know what, I'm excited we get to see you in person next week in Los oh, Angeles, John.
2: Yeah, well, I will not be there. And uh, I like I like it. Last two years, I've watched it on my TV at home, written about it like right there. So I'm glad I don't have to fight those crowds anymore after going to <laughs> more than forty. I thought
1: you were. I, I thought you were going next week. To,
2: I may come out there someday just to do my round of radio rows, which I do did every year. Always got to big kick out of that maybe next year i'll be back just to radio rather than come back and cover the game off tv again
1: Uh, well i guess we won't see you next week i was looking forward to that opportunity until next time john we'll visit with you next week for sure though
2: hey jason and joe thank you guys very much i'll have a blast out there and uh i'll miss you
1: john McLean of the houston chronicle make sure you're following him on twitter at McLean underscore on underscore nfl I, thought I he was love going. that guy. He's, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. yeah, he's
0: a guy I'd like to sit down and
1: have a few drinks with. Oh, the stories that man I can, can imagine. Tell, right, Yeah, that, that is incredible. That would be fun.